Hey, everybody listening to this, this is actually a video on YouTube and you should go watch the video because there's actually screen recordings of all of the features and functionalities that we're going to discuss during uh, this uh, you know, video or podcast. I guess you're listening to it in a podcast form. But anyways... Welcome, everybody. Uh, I am Chase. I'm the founder of Electric Eye. We create Shopify-powered sales machines from strategic design, development, and marketing decisions. Also here from my team is Ryan. Ryan, you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan Shaw. I'm the Performance uh, Marketing Manager for Electric Eye. So um, I manage everything um, on the marketing side of our business from um, paid media channels through uh, retention marketing. Awesome. And also joining us are some super smart gentlemen from the Triple Whale team. Want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, so I'll go. I'm uh, AJ. I'm one of the co-founders of Triple Whale. And um, Raba. I, I am Raba, the CMO over at Triple Whale. AJ's uh, right-hand man when he has those incredible features to launch and that big product brain starts cranking. Uh, I'm the guy that gets it to the people. Awesome. All right. So uh, I guess I'll introduce this real quick and I'll let the guys that really know the sauce kind of get dive into it a bit more. So uh, a problem at our agency, Electric Guy, that we've been facing uh, probably for the last year, and I guarantee everybody listening is facing this exact same problem, is attribution for their ads. And this is probably all on the back of kind of a bunch of iOS updates. Uh, so this has been a big issue for our clients at the agency. And we're going to talk a bit more about that problem. Uh, the floor is yours, Team Triple Whale. I, I, I want to go into a little bit of uh, how we used to run our ads before we had Triple Whale. Um, and also how, how we think of, in general, attribution as well. And then why we decided even to take the, the pledge into trying to help with attribution. Um, so originally, actually, I started off as an in-house CMO or really marketer for a, a brand called Madison Braids, which used to sell hair accessories. Um, one thing I like to say, niches go deep on the internet. It's pretty, it, you meet someone and you say like, what do you sell? You're like, oh, I sell hair braids. They think you might be willing like, you know, five, $10,000 a month. You know, some, some months we ran over a million dollars, right? <laughs> it's pretty insane how, how deep these things go. We never ran our brand off of Facebook row ads. This is going back three years back, like never. We always ran off the blended. And if the blended was good, we just pushed hard. Facebook said it's 0.5, blended was good. We just pushed. And part of the reason was, first of all, we were a single channel. We only advertised on Facebook. So we knew, like if I press the button here, traffic comes here. There's nowhere else it goes, right? And so the blended was our, 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 like our, our main metric that we optimized off of. Going forward, I think that's still true. Right? I still think blended and the healthier business is really where most businesses should still spend a lot of effort in trying to figure out what the right blended is for their business, what the right blended per channel is, and still optimize on that. What happened with iOS 14.5 was two things. First of all, there was a performance degradation that happened because Facebook, essentially there's a privacy battle between Apple and Facebook. Fa Apple essentially put some policies in place that don't let Facebook use a lot of the data that they actually observe. So a clarification about iOS 14, people think Facebook can't see all the data. Facebook sees everything. <laughs> There's still that mega surveillance company that can see everything. They just can't use the data. Uh, and if they use the data the way they used to, I, 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 Apple will literally kick them off the platform, right? So the downside of them not using the data or using the data is bigger than them, right? actually using it. So that's why they don't use it. Um, 
So I would say there's like a 25% degradation in performance because Facebook can't actually, doesn't have everything they know about every specific customer anymore, right? If they knew that I went to eat lunch and when I went to the bathroom, literally, I think they track those things. <laughs> they may have clever ways of doing that. Um, I think they can't do that as well today as they used to do before. And therefore, they're, they're targeting, which essentially that's what Facebook is, an AI company that figures out what people like and services, services them the best ads at the right price, right? That's what made Facebook and what still makes Facebook significantly better than any other platform that exists or ever existed, right? Maybe maybe soon there'll be some other platform that's better, but for now, they're still the best at that. So that, that capability became less, less powerful. Simultaneously, the actual attribution of what campaign ads and ad matter today, like or, or this last week, uh, so the visibility also dropped by, I don't know, 25 to 50%. And if you compound both of those problems together, so both the fact that performance is not as good as it was, and on top of that, visibility is not as good, it makes it extremely challenging for a lot of brands to run. So much so that actually the brand that we were running basically got crushed from this. CPMs rose. We were uh, basically a CBA arbitrage business. Like there was, we didn't innovate a lot on the LTV of the brand and, and the new product offerings. And so we were impulsed by. And as you advertise more on Facebook, CPAs go up, right? Cost per purchase goes up. Usually doesn't happen if you spend a million dollars. Once you spend like $10 million on Facebook and you start hitting every woman in the US, ads go up, right? You, 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 you duplicate that immediate pool of buyers that would buy from you immediately. And so no. understanding your ads has never been more important. Never been more important. Considering that CPAs rose across the board because of everyone coming in with COVID and everyone all the big brands moving into Facebook and Facebook also losing a lot of its magic. Um, and so the reason we got into attribution as a company is really just to help, right? Like we were like, how, how do we manage our business, right? How can we help brands? How do we navigate this forward? And the only way that we can see, like we can't fix Facebook's performance. No one can besides Facebook, but at least we can give you back visibility, right? Or at least visibility to close to what it was pre-I was 14.5. I think even in some ways, the visibility I was more important because the competition is higher and performance is lower, visibility has never been more important right now. And so we're trying to give you visibility that was even better than iOS 14. Like before iOS 14.5, I think Triple Whale's visibility will even exceed that. Um, and so that's what we've been building in Triple Whale. Um, we're very excited about it. I think we have, we're tracking an absurd amount of sales right now. And a lot of large brands are using the Pixel. A lot of small brands are using the Pixel. And I think people across the board are getting a lot of value out of it. So... We're, we're very excited about the results. I don't think the pixel yet is like a be all end all answer to attribution. I think attribution still has levels and layers that we're going to be peeling off in triple whale. Um, but I think we have the best team in the world working on this around the clock. Like I, I sometimes meet brands and they're, let's say there's some brands that their click data just sucks, right? They, they, you can't, you, <laughs> attribution just doesn't work for them. Not a lot of people see their ad. They come a week later, they buy. There's no way of tracking them with click data. Um, and even Facebook can't click them. I, there's a brand that I have in mind from Twitter right now. His blended is a four. His in on travel metrics are 0 0.5. Triple, triple's metrics are 0 0.7. Great. We gave him 30% more than Facebook. It's still not, not nearly what he needs in order to understand really what's happening in his business. And so I do think there are ways that we can take all the data that he has, whether it's pixel data or in-platform data or his store data and combine those to give you actually an holistic answer to the questions you ask, which is essentially, where should I spend my money? How much should I scale? And the, uh, how to move my business. AJ, you, you shared a lot of awesome information about the problem, but I'm a moron. What is this pixel? What does it actually do? And why does my e-commerce brand need it? 
Yes. So, so the pixel, what the pixel does, essentially, it's like a camera, right? It sits on your store. Uh, it's not even a pixel. Pixel is just the word. We, we don't actually have a physical pixel on your store. It's, it literally uh, is like a camera. Okay. Like imagine someone walking into your shop and we follow them around and we know we, we take their, their photo, their per, like the person that now it's not a person over here. It's your device. It's whatever else it is. Right. And you come back to the shop a week later, we still know who you are. Uh, and so, uh, and when you come into the shop, you're usually wearing like a UTM, right? So you're usually wearing Facebook, this campaign, this ad. So we're like, oh, we know, we know you, we know where you came from. And so if you come back a week later, a month later, a year later, the pixel will still track you. Now, the obvious question is, why does Facebook not track? The answer is Facebook does. Facebook tracks exactly what we track. Facebook could not, just can't use that data and show you that data, right? So it goes out like it's, it's amazing. This question of why are we different than Facebook is why Triple Whale didn't get into attribution sooner. It was the question I had. I was like, why would anyone build attribution? Like there are attribution platforms that existed pre-iOS 14.5, right? I think a lot of big players that a lot of people know existed before. I never understood why to use them. Actually, now that I built it, I understand why they built it. But, but before that, I didn't understand why they would build it. And the answer is the Pixel is extremely sophisticated. It's the most sophisticated camera you can get. It's it's very close to 100% of what you can get with click data. There isn't a lot more we can innovate on the camera. The camera's visibility is basically like 100, 100 uh, what's a good camera today? 12, Apple's like 12 megapixels, but whatever. It's, a, it's as high as you can get to, right? On the camera, uh, we follow people around, we track them, and we attribute them back to the right ad. This gives you visibility, like things like new customer Real, like new customer CPA on a per campaign ad set or ad a profit on a campaign set ad set or ad level. It gives you like email signups ratio per campaign ad set and ad. Um, things that you literally can't get from Facebook or any other platform. Yeah, that, that's it's it's very awesome. I, and I was playing dumb earlier because I wanted him to really explain it. Like and and so this has been a fantastic tool that we've used at our agency. Um, and I'm gonna let Ryan kind of educate our listeners as to how you actually use this thing in like marketing and e-commerce. Yeah, I want to yeah, change. I want to um, jump in for a ahead, AJ. The Pixel, it's not simple tech. Everything you get into, it becomes simple once you understand how it works. It took us a lot. Like we worked uh, from when the idea came in, like we decided Pixel was a good product to bring. We worked 18 hour days for three months straight, like around the clock. There were times that their developers, I used to ask them, like they didn't know if it was 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. That's how crazy we worked to get this out and quickly. And a lot of it's just to do like anything we see that we can can help you guys with in terms of trying to get you guys better decisions. Um, as we're here for. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was it was a hard project to get off the ground, and we're we're very proud of it at this point. Um, yeah, and and AJ and Rabba, you guys will have plenty more information. So as I'm kind of hopping through here, you know, if there's more clarification you guys can offer, please, please do so. Um, and I'm going to kind of like talk through not just like with the pixel, obviously, we'll relate how we are kind of using the pixel, but really just like how we at the agency are using the platform and also how I think some other agencies can can use the platform with their clients as well. Love it. Let me get us sharing over here. All right, we in here? Everyone see me? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to jump in um, and start right out at the forecasting calculator here. Um, so we're looking at last 30 days right now. Um, and I think that this is a really spectacular way to start out um, as an agency to start out an engagement, um, whether that is actually like development or with the marketing as well. So 
um, you know, everyone kind of comes in with goals and they come in with an idea of, of what they'd like to do, what they'd like to hit. Um, and this is kind of the perfect place to start. So if we know that we're going to keep kind of keep a similar, you know, ROAS, um, across the board, um, but you know, we want to affect other things. So we're going to look at, okay, I want to, you know, we're looking at 196,000, um, and some change in sales in the last 30 days. We'll just call that a month. And someone's saying that they're trying to get to, you know, 250K a month in sales. We can kind of hop down here and, and look at the different metrics and, and assuming, you know, holding the same row as if I jump in here and I say, okay, like we're hitting 865 orders. Um, if I want to get to 250K, you know, okay, I, I need to pump up my, my order volume a bit more, get to a thousand, you know, so we're closer to that number. And then I can look at that, you know, the change here. Um, in my order value, and obviously some of our other metrics have, have been affected here, but I can look at you know the number of orders that I've got here, or for affecting conversion rate, which you know is a bit more on the web development side. Um, average order value, same thing, um, cross sells, upsells, things like that. I can kind of back my way into you know getting that 250k metric, but I also can use this number, and I'm going to hop over um, to our summary page here. And take a look at, you know, a couple of different metrics here. So, um, with that forecasting calculator, knowing that I need to make up a certain volume of orders, I'm going to then turn over to we're, we're focusing here on, on paid media. Um, and the big thing for, for us that we're looking at is, you know, when we're, when we're talking about paid specifically is our new customer ROAS. So, you know, what is our return? Specifically on new customers, and then additionally, what's our what's our cost per acquisition on our new customers? I want to. This is how I'm going to use. You know, how I'm going to stair step my way into how much budget do we need to add to what's currently being spent to to land on? You know, what is our budget? going to be? How are we going to get there? Does this make sense? Does it all make sense with our average order value? Um, does this all kind of work together? So I'm looking at my new customer return. We're looking pretty strong here. Um, and then my new cost, my cost for acquisition for new customers also looking pretty strong, particularly when I put these two against what our average order value is. And that's not even kind of factoring in, in the long term, um, AJ, like you were mentioning with you know, your, the hair accessories where, you know, we're not even factoring in here lifetime value and new products where, you know, once we have acquired this person, you know, once we paid this $30 to acquire that person, we're, we're making this return on them. We're hitting a, a kind of average order value, um, you know, around 230, but that average order value can then be reflected out over that customer lifetime. And so, once we've acquired them, the the revenue that we can make there with with new products, with you know retention, um, email marketing, with SMS marketing, is is pretty um, outstanding. And then to even go deeper in, we'll get into the pixel here. Um, the big thing that I personally want to talk about here is is the channel overlap. So again, looking at the last thirty days and understanding, so we're operating in Facebook, Google, Pinterest. And then we've got Clavio in here. And I want to see like where, where are my sales coming from? Is there a crazy overlap? 
um, you know, this is going to be a huge factor for us. You know, we, we have people talk to us all the time about how do I understand where things are coming from? How do I understand how my channels are interacting with one another? And, you know, everyone wants to kind of pull budget out or put budget in because your return, you know, inside of the platform is saying one thing and, you know, the return inside of a different platform is saying something, you know, a different way. Um, and, you know, the attribution model is obviously so difficult to kind of compete with. But with this channel overlap and being able to understand, okay, cool, like we are having people that are coming in through Facebook and Google. Um, and we are having people that are coming in, you know, through Pinterest and through Google, um, helps us understand that like we can't really totally abandon a, spe- a specific channel. Um, but we can figure out ways for all of these channels to better interact with one another to, to achieve that return that we talked about to then ultimately achieve that sales goal that we talked about as well. Beautiful, Ryan. I actually haven't seen a Pinterest uh, <laughs> live on the platform. So that was really cool to see. I have one question. Why are you guys scaling harder? Like with that, with that type of ROAS? So obviously we'd love to, um, but we are, we are at the mercy and will of, um, of budgets. They can't produce products fast enough. That's that, that, that that's okay. Great. So that, that's a big, uh, that's another factor we're thinking of building in. It's, it's something that you wouldn't assume that's relevant, but it's very like inventory management is so relevant to paid ads specifically because of what you just mentioned right now, right? Like how can you meet your, your, your ad? Like if you're, if you're crushing it on ads, but there's nothing to sell, it sucks. Cause a seven, a seven row ads that, that on a new customer, that's insane, right? Like you should be, should be doing a million or 2 million a month on that, right? Not, not 200,000. Um, so we're thinking of how we can build that in also the triple whale to try to model it out for you. So you would, you would understand what you need to order in order to reach those scales. Um, Absolutely. And it's like, that's something just from like uh, an agency side of thing is like, we, we always have to ask people in like those first conversations. We're like, Hey, uh, what would happen if your sales doubled overnight? Could you actually fulfill those orders? And it, it, it always leads to interesting conversations because you know, everybody wants to make more money. Let's be real. People are in this game to make some money. You know, that's why you start businesses. It's fun. Um, but like when you start talking about real, real results and the what has to happen to do those results, it's always it's always very interesting. People are like, well, you know, maybe I have to order more stuff. And like, yeah, it also it it costs money to make money. You know, if you want to make an extra two million dollars and you're getting a five x return on ad spend, that's four hundred k that you need to spend in ads. Like, do you have that liquid? How are you going to get that? I think these are all great questions. I also think that it would help you guys. Let's say you guys are seem like a phenomenal agency just looking at those numbers, right? I don't know the other stores you run, but that looked phenomenal, right? You guys can then decide, like, is this a client I want to work with, right? Essentially, like, is this client willing to spend what I think I can do or is it not worth it? Like, if they can't scale and they don't have the, the they don't have the, the stomach, a lot of times it's just like guts, right? You got to be like, okay, if we hit these numbers, this is what we need to do, right? And and there's a lot of great financing tools out there, uh, like, you know, ClearCo, Wayflyer, all the ones of the uncaps of the world, right? There's a ton of those um, that can help you guys, that help the, your clients in terms of inventory. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like, you know, I'm sure AJ, you've seen this and, and Raba, you guys, you know, both work in marketing. So you've seen this too, where, you know, there has been a sense of um, distrust in what, what people's returns are over the year, over the last couple of years, just because 
you know, the way that Facebook was doing their attribution and the way that Pinterest does their attribution and, and this and the other thing. And so I think the other thing that sometimes we, we battle against that I think the pixel is kind of helping alleviate is the information isn't coming like through a different source now. It's coming through a source that like people feel like they have more, more trust and more faith in. Um, and that's helping kind of alleviate that, that stress of trying to say like, no, 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 like this is, this is real. This is actually what we're getting. It's like now I've, now we have an avenue to be like, no, like we're not, we're not having to seal this. This data isn't coming from someone who's like, Benefiting from us from giving us an inflated data. This data is coming from us and from our store and from what we're doing, and it benefits us to build on that. Yeah, I, I think that, that points a great point. It's like imagine you you buy a car and the car company is the the, the one that rates the car, right? <laughs> like it's the same thing with Facebook, right? Like essentially, we're trusting Facebook. It's unbelievable how Facebook, how messy their attribution could be sometimes. And the only reason they, they get away with it is just because, first of all, they're handicapped by Apple. But second of all, even beforehand, it was the experience from an ad buyer's perspective on the ad manager is so bad. It's like, it's insane. It's a crazy. I think the reason is because they're a monopoly, right? They're essentially, they, 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 they have monopoly on attention. So it doesn't really matter how painful it is for Raba or for you guys to buy ads, right? There's nowhere else you can. And I, I honestly think in the last earnings call, that's what they're facing, that they're they're not the monopoly anymore, right? All of a sudden, TikTok is a big factor and Pinterest is a big factor. And as more omni-channel happens, I think also Facebook will have to up their game in terms of how they treat uh, the ad buyers. <laughs> we can only hope that they, that they up it. Cool. Uh, you guys got any other cool features that you're allowed to announce that might be coming in the near future? Well, well first of all, um, on the Pixel page, I don't know if you, if you could bring it back for a second. You'll see we just uh, launched uh, attribution model comparison. It's essentially very cool. So we launched a, a new attribution model called fractional attribution. A lot of the industry calls it linear, but we, we added some smarts to it. It's not just linear and dividing it. So if you click on that, if you if you scroll over, the uh, go on the ROAS, the triple ROAS, and then, the, then on the triple whale, yeah. So go down to like the 4.9 one, click on it. So here you go. So here you have the different attribution models. Uh, I guess fractional, oh, you're looking backwards. Fractional only works going from today on. So if you look at today, fractional would be there. Uh, but over here, you see the different attribution models. And so you can start visualizing and understand how they play into each other. Right. So if you have a, a purchase that happened between Facebook and Google, right? Who deserves the credit for that? So on fractional, they would get 50-50. In Facebook, if you have two campaigns of prospecting and retargeting, right? Facebook would attribute all the revenue back to the pro to the retargeting as since you last click, right? The fractional will divide that attribution between those two prospecting and retargeting. So you can actually get a better ROAS. So it wouldn't all fall under the retargeting bucket, but also under the prospecting. So you understand maybe I need to spend more on prospecting so the retargeting is heavier. Um, other features that are coming next week. So first of all, the pixel actually was splitting that screen into four screens. Pretty cool. So you're going to have your ads dashboard, your email and SMS dashboard, an influencer slash affiliate dashboard, and um, a social organic. So you'll be able to track everything with the pixel. We're going to launch UTM schemes for those as well. And, um, and there'll be an all dashboard, which you can see like, basically all the channels that we've tracked today and what they're like. Here's a question that you can't easily answer today with the pixel. There's a spike in your store. You don't know where it came from. Like, what is that? So that all dashboard will basically add to that. Oh, there's this specific UTM. Um, I think also going forward, people that use the Pixel should start 
being religious about UTMs. That you should use UTMs in every every single channel you send out should have a UTM attached to it uh, as much as you can. I mean, obviously word of mouth is going to be harder to track, but everything besides direct word of mouth should have a UTM so we can track that journey over time. Absolutely. And there's another feature that I really love that I actually don't want to show here because I want people to go and use this software because it's really cool. Uh, is that customer journey thing that you guys launched a week or two ago? That is so cool. And it really helps to paint a picture that all of your marketing works together and yes. just gutting one channel is probably a dumb idea. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, you know, if uh, if you guys are interested in Triple Whale, uh, go and it's just triplewhale.com, correct? TryTripleWell.com. That's the landing. So the landing page is TryTripleWell.com. We got to move it to TripleWell.com. That's a long history. Not easy when you start off with one. (laughs) When you're a tech company, you start off with one domain. It's very, very hard to move it. We have so many integrations right now in the platform. There's a lot to update there. Um, But TryTripleWell.com is a landing page. You can sign up there. And then TripleWell.com is where you would live. Another feature I want to call out, which I think uh, is an insane usage, I think, a third of the sessions of users on Triple Whale is on the mobile app. It's pretty insane. Like the mobile app is huge. Yeah. It's so useful. It gives you like the three or four top key data points that you need. Everything's in there. You can even run your ads through there. But you have all the key data points right there. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it's my most frustrating thing in the world is when SaaS apps are not mobile friendly. It's like, what's the point? <laughs> The good thing is we I built this like part of why I built this for me, right? Like I was the ad buyer. I, I sat there. I was like, how can I be out with my wife and kids? And I get a call from uh, essentially my boss at the time, right? Max, which I'm my co-founder now. Be like, what's our blended? I did not want to have to go to my computer to do that. And so... Absolutely. And everyone listening, you stuck around this long. We actually have a a, a code for you to use. If you use electric eye, uh, you pop that in when you're on trytriplewhale.com, you'll get a bit of a discount. Um, And then obviously, uh, if you're interested in talking to electric eye uh, and trying to get some sick returns like Ryan just showed a few minutes ago, you can just go to electriceye.io and click connect to to reach out to us. Uh, Any parting words, gentlemen? What is electric eye? Like, what are your specialty? Like, what, like what, what differentiates you? You from other agencies and like tell us a little bit about i mean those those results looked phenomenal obviously but you, like give us a little more about it all right all right to my own horn uh basically like small teams founders uh they they usually find product market fit they find success through one or two channels and they're usually doing it on their own but these small teams they are usually not marketers they're usually not developers they're usually not strategists they are passionate about solving a problem for their customer um and so by the time they kind of talk to us they're doing like half a million 1.5 million or something like that um they're kind of just they have got their business to as as big as they could possibly could on their own and they need a trusted partner to come in and basically pour gas on their fire we're really good arsonists over here we're gonna we're gonna blow it up for you uh we do a lot of work on uh you know website ux so we're making super performance shopify themes that are lightning fast which is very important for your 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 ads by the way uh you know all nice store 2.0 all that jazz so a lot of design development then obviously mark uh ryan's side of the business is the marketing and advertising so a lot of owned marketing so email and sms we're clavio gold partners a lot of pay ad stuff, Facebook, Google, and Pinterest being like the biggest ones that we run. I love it. So that's one of the only agencies I heard that actually does website design as part of... And actually, Ryan, in the in the forecasting tool that you were there, like 
you guys, anyone listening, you'll realize one of the biggest things you can do for your ads is just focusing on conversion rate and AOV and LPV. Right? Dude, all right. So that's a whole other conversation. It's our, we built a whole, we have a whole framework around this. It's called the brand scaling framework. And basically there are three KPIs that matter. Your conversion rate, your average order value, and your sessions, right? And everyone wants to go straight to paid ads. They want to yes. increase their sessions. But there's two other levers that are quite possibly easier to pull on. It, it unlocks also. So for us, I remember when we were running the braids business, when we increased our, our AOV by $5, it unlocked like 300K more in ad spend per month. Because also our break even changed drastically, and so we were able to spend so much more aggressively on paid. And so it's it's like not like oh I'll get only five dollars more. It's actually it unlocks a whole level of scale every single time you incrementally fix one of these little things. Which is part of, the, part of the nice thing is that when we are able to like when we work with clients who we do both their paid media and their own marketing, we're able to like put everything all together and make everything work cohesively and especially too if we've also on top of that done the development for their site um, where you know I know on the marketing side that we are working on doing bundling or we're doing like you know upselling and so we can work that into email marketing which we can work into SMS marketing and then we can know that okay cool now we're doing all of this and we're you know this is happening this month and we can roll that into paid media in a way that's going to help, you know, it's going to land you on a product, but it's also going to, you know, point you in the direction of all these other things. So, yeah, really, when we when we can do it all together, it all kind of really works in harmony and and does some pretty crazy things. A perfect example is Valentine's Day was a few days ago. You know, build out a landing page specific to that campaign, specific to that bundle, drive all the traffic there, and you have the same message across all of your channels, which is a big disconnect that some brands have is that they have desperate teams that are doing different offers and then I'm confused. You know what I mean? You kind of want it all to be the same. As That's beautiful. Uh, and you guys do email SMS as well. Everything. Essentially, everything to do with with the front end of the app, besides getting the product from China into the customer's hands or from wherever yeah. in the US, right? You you guys do everything else, essentially, right? Uh, basically, if it's going to make the money, we do it. If it if it's not, you know, we, it, honestly, we only do four things, really. We do paid ads, email, design and development. But... All that's kind of a big part of Shopify. That's basically, yeah, that's amazing, guys. I'm impressed. Incredible, awesome, cool. Well, thank you so much for for jumping on and doing this, and I hope everyone enjoyed this. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys.